Ravens-Titans key matchups and subplots, plus a prediction, first, and, 10. Jeff Zrebiek. Nashville, Tennessee January 10, Lamar Jackson No. 8 of the Baltimore Ravens against the Tennessee Titans in the wild-card round of the NFL playoffs at Nissan Stadium on January 10, 2021 in Nashville, Tennessee. Photo by Andy Lyons slash Getty Images, https slash slash com slash cgi slash image slash width equals percent c format equals auto percent c quality equals slash https slash slash com slash app slash upload slash 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 Getty Image sex jpg. In describing last week's 17-10 defeat to the Pittsburgh Steelers as the same old scenario, Baltimore Ravens, inside linebacker Patrick Queen, could hardly be accused of an emotional overreaction to a bad loss. He was simply acknowledging a troubling trend that has dogged Baltimore in recent seasons and left the team frustrated. The Ravens have become a team that struggles to finish games and is quite proficient at turning seemingly comfortable leads into heartbreaking losses. When they squandered a 10-point advantage to the Steelers, it marked the sixth time since the start of last season that the Ravens have lost a game in which they led by double digits. They have nine losses during that span, and two-thirds of them came in games where they led by at least 10 points. Teams are going to blow leads in an offensively dominated NFL, but it's easy to look at the Ravens' recent track record and imagine the possibilities if they just learn how to put teams away on a more consistent basis. That was part of coach John Harbaugh's message to the team Wednesday in a 45-minute meeting ahead of its first full practice in London, where the Ravens, 3-2, will play the Tennessee Titans, 2-3, Sunday at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The message was that, essentially, what we're capable of doing and becoming, and what we need to do to get there, Harbaugh said. It's a fine line between good and great, and breaking bad. That's the difference in terms of any kind of competition. The idea is, we're a good football team. We're capable of being great. Let's go to work and do the things we need to do, every little detail, to take that next step and become a great football team. HTTPS colon slash slash theathletic.com slash 4950723 slash 2023 slash 10 slash 11 slash ravens dash offense dash defense dash surprises dash disappointments. Go deeper, https colon slash slash theathletic.com slash 4950723 slash 2023 slash 10 slash 11 slash ravens dash offense dash defense dash surprises dash disappointments. The Ravens after five games, surprises, disappointments and what's gone right and wrong? https colon slash slash theathletic.com slash 4950723 slash 2023 slash 10 slash 11 slash ravens dash offense dash defense dash surprises dash disappointments. This year's Ravens have scored the first touchdown in every game they've played. Only two other teams can say that. They've outscored opponents 35-3 in the first quarter. Yet, they've been at their worst when games have hung in the balance. Against Pittsburgh, Baltimore didn't score another point after Justin Tucker's field goal less than three minutes into the second quarter gave the team a 10-0 lead. Offensively, the Ravens managed just a long Tucker field goal in the fourth quarter and overtime of a Week 3 loss to Indianapolis, despite having numerous chances to put up points. In its past three games combined, Baltimore has tallied just 10 second-half points. For the season, the Ravens have been outscored 33-22 in fourth quarters and overtime. We should be 5-0, 
I believe, said quarterback Lamar Jackson, who has turned the ball over twice and been sacked six times in fourth quarters this season. We just have to put up points on the board and protect the ball. That was one of the main things Harbaugh was saying to us. Every week, we've now had a turnover, whether it's me or somebody else. The ball is our prized possession, and with us having possession of the ball, we need to put points on the board, protect it as much as we can. Our defense, they're doing a great job, so we need to help them out, if anything. There have been different variables to the six blown double-digit leads since the start of last season. Obviously, the defense has played a role in the meltdowns. In the 42-38 loss to the Miami Dolphins in Week 2 last year, the defense gave up 28 fourth-quarter points after having a 35-14 advantage. But more often than not, the Ravens have been stunned by the offense's inability to tack on points and put teams away. In their last nine losses dating back to the start of the 2022 season, the Ravens have been held scoreless in the fourth quarter in five of them. In three of those games, they were shut out for the entire second half. The key to avoiding more losses of the sort, according to Jackson, is just staying locked in on the assignment and protecting the ball. The Ravens arrived in London late Monday night. The idea was to start the acclimation process to a different time zone and schedule as soon as possible. The Titans, meanwhile, didn't arrive until Thursday evening. If Tennessee starts slowly and sluggishly, the Ravens will have an opportunity to get off to a fast start, which they've done for much of the season. The question is, can they put the Titans away? https colon slash slash theathletic.com slash 49469392023 slash 10 slash 10 slash ravens dash london dash titans dash week dash six. Go deeper, https colon slash slash theathletic.com slash 49469392023 slash 10 slash 10 slash ravens dash london dash titans dash week dash six. For Ravens, relocating their NFL operation to London has been a full team effort. https colon slash slash theathletic.com slash 49469392023 slash 10 slash 10 slash Ravens dash London dash Titans dash week dash six. During game weeks, we'll look at some of the biggest storylines, key matchups, and primary questions the Ravens face heading into their contest. Now for this week's first and ten. One. It wasn't long ago when the Titans and Ravens had one of the NFL's burgeoning rivalries. From the 2017 to 2020 seasons, the two teams met five times, two of them coming in the playoffs. The matchups produced plenty of emotion and confrontation. Former Ravens guard Marshall Yanda accused Titans defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons of spitting at him during the playoff game following the 2019 regular season. In 2020, Harbaugh walked out on the field before the game and exchanged words with several Titans and ultimately their coach Mike Vrabel after Tennessee gathered on Baltimore's logo at Mant Bank Stadium. In the Ravens' playoff victory in Tennessee following the 2020 regular season, Baltimore players returned the favor and stomped on the Titans' logo after a late-game interception by Marcus Peters. Peters exchanged words with Vrabel after the game. It's been two and a half years since the two teams last faced one another, and many of the participants have changed. Some of the hard feelings may have dissipated, too. But it doesn't take much for old feelings to rise to the surface, particularly for two coaches with long memories. 2. 
It's a small sample size, but Jackson has struggled as a passer in his three career starts against the Titans. He's completed just 65 of his 112 passing attempts, 58%, for 730 yards, two touchdowns and four interceptions, while losing a fumble and getting sacked 10 times. He has run wild on Tennessee with 352 rushing yards and a touchdown on 50 carries. 3. The Ravens insist that the dreadful seven-drop performance from their pass catchers in the loss to Pittsburgh was an aberration and not a sign of things to come. They have a chance Sunday to go out and prove it. Guys like tight end, Mark Andrews, and wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar, have bounced back before. It would behoove offensive coordinator Todd Monken to get Rashad Bateman a couple of easy completions early. The Ravens need to find a consistent and reliable third receiving option beyond Andrews and rookie Zay Flowers. Whether that's Bateman, Odell Beckham Jr., or Aguilar, it doesn't really matter. Watching Bateman make a few plays, though, would give Baltimore a lift. He could use some positive things to start happening for him on the field. 4. Starting right tackle, Morgan Moses, is expected to return for the Ravens after missing Week 5 with a shoulder injury, and swing tackle, Patrick Meckery, who left Week 5 with a chest injury, should also be available Sunday. That's a big development for the Ravens because the Titans have a talented front that has given Baltimore problems in the past. Simmons is one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Denico Autry, who rushes from both the edge and inside, already has four sacks. Harold Landry III is only a year removed from a 12-sack season. The Ravens need only to watch the tape of the Titans' defense swarming, Joe Burrow, and allowing just three points to the Cincinnati Bengals two weeks ago to know how disruptive their front can be. 5. When Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta traveled to Florida to meet with Jackson about his contract in February, the quarterback mentioned the names of a few wide receivers he'd like to play with. Beckham and Flowers were on that list, and the Ravens brought in both. Veteran free agent, DeAndre Hopkins, was on that list as well, and he wound up signing with the Titans just before training camp. The Ravens certainly did their homework on Hopkins and explored the possibility of adding him before the signing of Beckham and Aguilar and the first-round selection of Flowers. However, they never went very far down that road. On Sunday, they'll have to figure out how to defend him. On a team with the 28th-ranked passing offense, Hopkins has put up solid numbers with 26 catches for 356 yards. He's still waiting, though, for his first Titans touchdown. He's also still looking for his first score against the Ravens, having not gotten one in four previous meetings. 6. The images of Titans running back, Derrick Henry, powering through their defense or stiff-arming safety Earl Thomas down the field are seared into the Ravens' collective memory. Yet, Henry has been a feast or famine proposition against the Baltimore defense. In back-to-back -back meetings, the playoff matchup following the 2019 season and the 2020 regular season game 10 months later, Henry amassed 328 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. The other three times he's faced the Ravens' defense, he's totaled 87 yards and one touchdown on 33 carries. He is not having a typical Henry season. He ranks 12th in the NFL with 328 rushing yards and is averaging just 3.8 yards per carry. 
The Ravens' typically stout run defense, though, has been susceptible to giving up long runs and struggled last week against the Steelers' quick and physical back, Jalen Warren, https colon slash slash athletic.com slash nfl slash player slash Jalen dash Warren dash j75 izx5 jhlfuifda. Derrick Henry is averaging just 3.8 yards per carry through five games this season. Jason Miller slash Getty Images. 7. Harbaugh said safety, Marcus Williams, who is playing through a pectoral injury, got through the Pittsburgh game okay and expects that he'll get better with each passing week. Williams, though, was clearly favoring his left arm against the Steelers. At times, it looked like he was playing with one arm, particularly when trying to tackle. Tennessee coaches almost surely noticed when watching game film. Williams deserves a ton of praise for being willing to play hurt, but the thought of the powerful Henry getting the edge or reaching the second level can't be a comforting one. 8. Baltimore's normally strong special teams group has been outplayed for most of the season and is one of the lowest-ranked units in the league. On Sunday, it plays against one of the best groups. Titans punter Ryan Stonehouse has one of the biggest legs in the league. Veteran kicker Nick Folk is 13-4-13 on his field goal tries this year. Tennessee's coverage teams have also been solid. The Ravens will have their hands full in that part of the game. 9. The Ravens chose their words carefully. Maybe they didn't want to speak anything into existence. However, they were well aware this week of the Buffalo Bills' complaints about the turf at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium following last Sunday's game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. In the game, the Bills sustained a number of injuries, including to standout linebacker Matt Milano, who suffered a potentially season-ending knee tear. Afterward, Bills nickelback Taron Johnson called the Tottenham turf terrible and said, take that turf out, especially that one. Several Bills players said the turf was harder than the surfaces they usually play on. Harbaugh made it clear that he much prefers games to be contested on grass. Given the team's constant injury woes, the field conditions will be a topic monitored on Sunday. HTTPS colon slash slash theathletic.com slash 4956103 slash 2023 slash 10 slash 13 slash Ravens dash Bengals dash Browns dash Steelers dash AFC dash North dash 2. Go deeper, https colon slash slash theathletic.com slash 4956103 slash 2023 slash 10 slash 13 slash Ravens dash Bengals dash Browns dash Steelers dash AFC dash North dash 2. AFC North Whiparound, pleasant surprises and eye-popping stats in a wide-open division, https colon slash slash theathletic.com slash 4956103 slash 2023 slash 10 slash 13 slash Ravens dash Bengals dash Browns dash Steelers dash AFC dash North dash 2. 10. Baltimore still has an open 53-man spot, so if it wants to promote running back, Keaton Mitchell, to the active roster, it won't have to jettison anyone to get it done. Promoting Mitchell would also likely prevent the need to use one of the two standard practice squad elevation spots on Kenyon Drake to serve as the number three back behind Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Wide receiver Laquan Treadwell, who has played extensively on special teams the past two weeks, is also a candidate for a call-up and has one practice squad elevation remaining. With Williams dealing with the pectoral injury and Geno Stone nursing a minor hamstring strain, the Ravens could also elevate a safety from the practice squad. 
The two options are undrafted rookie, Jeremy Lucian, and veteran, DeAndre Houston Carson, https colon slash slash theathletic.com slash NFL slash players slash DeAndre dash Houston dash Carson dash Alex 9 G tab 8 PUQMZBQ. Prediction Ravens 17, Titans 13. The Titans have been almost as unpredictable as the Ravens. How else do you explain them beating the Los Angeles Chargers and the Bengals, the latter by a 27-3 margin, and losing to the Cleveland Browns by 24 points? Vrabel's teams are always physical and tough-minded. For all the talk about the different preparation plans for this game from the two teams, Vrabel surely won't let his players use the travel schedule as an excuse. This is a game, though, that the Ravens need to win, and you can sense that they realize that with their business-like approach to this week. They'll find a way, but it may not be pretty. It rarely is when these teams meet. Top Photo, Andy Lyons slash Getty Images